0: This podcast is one vessel to another, and, like the name suggests, we are all vessels. We as human beings are complicated, and we carry all sorts of wonderful, painful, logical, emotional, brave, loving, and infinite levels of humanness in ourselves. So let's explore some of that. My guest today is named Andrew and he is both a loving father and loving husband and he's the sort of guy that, um, yeah, you can just be talking shop with him one minute and then what feels like seconds later turns into hours and hours and then you leave that conversation just just feeling like you've learned something and, and feeling like you've been inspired and um, yeah, just close your eyes for a second and think back to when you were in secondary school and there was that popular table. And this guy, he just has the crowds of people laughing and laughing. And everyone's just kind of thinking, what's going on? What's going on? And you're kind of drawn to that energy and to that person. So can you picture it? Okay, so now I want you to think about the less popular table. So there's just like a a small group or just one person kind of just sitting there. Well, that's what Andrew is like. He'll be at both tables. Maybe drawing in the crowd one minute, being playful and entertaining, but then he'll also be at that less popular table kind of sat there with you know the more quieter people engaging them seeing you know what's going on in their lives and he's always always hungry for answers and i i I would call him a seeker sort of but um anyway less of me i'm I'm going to call him now and um yeah here we go okay so andrew you've recently done a big move so that's meant packing away you know heaps of furniture deciding what to keep and what to let go of so can i ask what was the hardest thing for you to let go of
1: i'm actually proud of myself for taking the risk and taking the chance of course there's a lot of unknowns like there are so many unknowns but the fact i took a step and now i feel like i'm okay the routines and everything. Okay. I'm proud of myself for doing that and uh, mentally I feel good that I took a chance.
0: That was actually my next question. I was just gonna say, was this a peaceful decision or um, or a decision made with, you know, too much angst?
1: Not really, it wasn't the most difficult cause the outcome, the purpose the reasons were quite clear why I needed to do it, so I didn't struggle with it. Once with it. Uh, I saw it and um, the way it happened from the what go, it kind of I got it for me.
0: I saw like a sign from the heavens that I was supposed to do it, so it was easy to do. Can I ask? And it might be a bit of a personal, I don't know, question. You can say yes, you can say no, but um just in terms of life changes and making big big massive decisions this isn't actually yeah. your first time where you've decided to not just move thousands of kilometers away but you've moved country and continent why was that
1: um again it's uh, finding a bigger reason other than myself it's really about other people other than me so when i'm this decision and in the other decision about moving countries it was all about not just my future, but my family's future as well. So it's a bigger cost than just
0: for myself. So it wasn't the, the most difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good for you. Honestly, I'm not sure if I could. I've never moved anywhere, and I, I think I'd be a bit too scared to. But sometimes the things you're really scared to do, you're actually meant to do. Um, just taking things in a less serious, I don't know, way. You spoke about your family just briefly. So close your eyes if you want to, but just think about that one meal, whether it was your dad or your mum or an aunt, but that one meal that you would eat as a child that still stays with you. What was it?
1: One meal. Mm. Um...
0: It might be the taste or maybe a memory that you've attached to it.
1: Particular, what we call, call native, native vegetables. Uh, There's a particular one. Amazingly, that would be pumpkin leaves. There's a way they they're made and they're still my all-time favourite. And they're stuck
0: with me. Do you know how to make it yourself? Or no, only your mum or your dad can make it for you? I have an idea on how to.
1: I think I can. <laughs> And uh, whether it will
0: come out as good as mum I'm not really so sure But yeah, I'll kind of give it a try mm, Fair enough um, You strike me as someone who's always thirsty for knowledge Like you never just settle for Oh yeah, this is the status quo and I'm fine Like you're always hungry for Okay, what does that person think Or why does this person think that way So what are you curious about right now?
1: Um How different the world be if there's a massive change in the political scene in the US a year from
0: now how will the world be if there's a different a new president in the US yeah that's I think even without going into the answer deeply or whatever I think everyone knows exactly what you're talking about and they understand It's interesting, the last four years, things have just swung from one end completely to the other. And it's scary. I know I'm scared. Normally I'm not, but I'm actually uh, scared.
1: And and, then, sorry to interrupt, but are we going to see like an extreme side of the liberals, like just to counterbalance what was going on? Or we'll have something centrist like in the middle? I don't know. It's just, I'm curious. I'm curious about that. And I'm also curious how the world will be finally when people get, find a way of dealing with COVID. Mm. Will it uh, affect our lives permanently? The travel, the the working, everything. Like in two years' time, three times, because these restrictions have to come to an end at some point. How will the world be like at that time? What will be easy to do? What will be so hard to do? What will, they, what will people have to drop? What will they pick up permanently? What habits they will they pick up permanently so that they deal with the COVID? I'm curious to,
0: to wait and see. Yeah, know what people think about that as well. It's a big one, isn't it? I just um, you think about when you study history, and I feel like I don't know. During the Industrial Revolution, things massively changed in the UK, and everyone moved to the cities. It was all about the cities, and now, I think most people are working from home. You no longer need to lease those buildings, they're losing revenue, and it's just making you question, well, hang on, why do we need to centralise ourselves? Why can't we still work in rural areas for the betterment of the entire country? And that sort of ties in with you, I suppose, because you're no longer in the big city, you're how many how many kilometers away are you? Like two
1: thousand, three,
0: four, three three thousand kilometers away from Perth. Three. Yeah, that's 1, and if you're in different continents, you would have passed I think three, four, five different countries by now. But um, yeah, yeah interesting questions that you've brought up about COVID and definitely about the American election. Um, okay. This is kind of dark, but we were just talking about some kind of dark things as well. Imagine there's been a, a massive apocalypse, everyone's gone and you're the only one there and you walk into a library and there's a book and it's about you. What's the title? Uh,
1: the Philosopher.
0: Fair play, I, I would agree with that. Yeah,
1: The Philosopher, the one who questioned and sought answers and I'll be there, the book will be written about this person who went to seek answers and when everyone was gone, they still had a question like, what happened, which is still a question as well, like, why me, why is everyone else, and they'll seek the answers to all those questions. Mm. Well, will try to explain it, find a way of explaining everything.
0: To yourself or to anyone around you? Or?
1: Um, to myself, because if there is someone also to provide a- answers to them as well, but really fast to myself, because I'm a sicker.
0: Um, question. It's a bit of a personal one, and I think, yeah, mostly because I know you. But why is it that anytime anything happens, it could be, like, really bad to you or even to somebody else, but you just, you never seem angry or or you don't seem to let it bother you where does that come from um, i can
1: say partly my dad but also a lot of reading and material especially oriental stuff like the the buddhist kind of materials it's something i've come to realize over time that uh it doesn't add value to worry you know some things are meant to be understood later it, you don't get all the answers that i go at one go, so i tend to use whatever i have to move forward whatever i don't have i let be and the universe will give me answers at the right time
0: mm, amen to that there's a quote that reminds me of you, it's in front of me, um, and it says, once you master self-control and attachment, I swear no one can faze you. And that just makes me think of you.
1: Uh, and that is true because a lot of situations whether there be relationships, the material stuff, the biggest, even places where we live, the biggest issue we have is attachment. We get attached to people we get attached to places we get attached to things and that brings a lot of baggage with it because as soon as you're not able to control situations and pain yeah and pain as well so if you're not able to control the situation then you feel you cannot move away from it because you're attached to that whatever is going on with you so i have learned over time, to be less attached. And it seems to other people, it may seem like you don't care. Or maybe at times you're not really being empathetic to their situations. Or you don't have feelings, strong feelings. If it's somebody you love, they may think you're not really, you don't really love them. Yeah, it might come out like that, but it is not. It's just reducing that attachment so that because anything can happen people walk away people die people something happens and once you put your mind like nothing is permanent then you start to have having that control and once you, you're able to control your emotions because the easiest thing even people to make you mad the easiest way is to play with your emotions so if you have no control of your emotions, if your emotions be like get the better of you, you are a very easy person to manipulate. You are a very easy person to do a mistake. So or say something wrong. So if you're able to control that, if you're able to control especially the emotions, like you end up at times not even responding to something. And later thinking about it and saying, you know, it was wise I didn't respond. Mm-hmm. It was good that I didn't say a word. Because at that moment, uh, I just read a quote today that uh, what people tell say to you when they're angry, please listen and listen carefully. They've been dying to tell you.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. When we lose control, that's that's when the truth comes out or my favorite yeah. saying um in vino in veritas yes
1: it's something they've thought about they've been saying it
0: quietly and they've been dying to get a moment to tell you. and then boom it's out yeah better out than in so this next question i kind of for anyone else i'm sure they'd have like a flat response whereas for you i think it might be um i'll just ask you but what's something that you have failed at or, or what's been a, a really big roadblock for you
1: the fact that um, at times I same and bothered or not uh, worried about the outcome is two-sided because there are things in life that need urgency, or oppor- like opportunities and other things that might not come around. I don't know if I've answered that correctly, but anyway. Um, yeah, so that has been a uh, big of bother to me because... You, cause I take my time. I don't seem to be in a hurry in a situation and I don't seem to worry about issues. At times, I miss out on opportunities. And if I were able to know when to switch on and switch off that, then I think I'll be, I'm working on it. So that uh, whatever needs to be attended first, I give it the agency and the attention it deserves. And other things in life that, you know, you can just chill and let everything settle down. I can go back to the usual me.
0: Fair enough, and urgency, sometimes it's, I don't know, it can be our harshest teacher maybe, but um, in terms of roadblocks and things that we failed at, there are so many things I failed at, but do you know what? They've been the making of me. And if I've been stopped or prevented from doing something, it's actually been a form of protection. True, true. And uh, another failure, if
1: if I must say, another failure is I always try to be sensible, sensitive to people's feelings, but at times I can be careless with my words, casual, if you can say it. And those around me, friends and family, who are a bit sensitive, who are a bit, um, yeah, words matter a lot to them, tend to, it tends to hurt or cut them deeply. For me, someone may say something and I brush it off because maybe I'm able to, but not everyone is able to do that. So that's another thing that in life that I don't feel I've failed, but it's something I can I always need to work on and just adjust.
0: Fair enough. And um, in your defense, and getting a bit personal, um, I'm quite a sensitive person and I actually know you in my personal life. And we have had some words in the past kind of, and then do you know what though? It's kind of made us better friends because then you kind of say, oh, okay, that's kind of happened and she took it this way and she felt that way. Then we've had a discussion And it's just opened my eyes to how you think and see things and vice versa, it's opened your eyes. So I think, yeah, in the short term, yeah, not great, not good. But in the long term, I think I'm glad that we're so different and I'm glad that your family are different to you and that your friends and colleagues are different to you. If we're all the same, then we're never going to learn. And that's like you say, that's who you are. You're a seeker, you thirst knowledge and you want to just experience not as much of life as you can, but you just want to understand everyone. If you could have dinner with any three people, living or dead, who would they be and why? Um, how so many people think about living, the Dalai Lama. Okay, hmm Dead, my dad. Andrew
1: mm-hmm Yeah. yeah I want to have a drive, a meal in Australia. With Just your one dad. day.
0: Yeah. God. And the trifecta, who's number three?
1: Oh, three people. It was it supposed to be number three people. Yeah. So, Dalai my dad, and
0: my sister, the one who passed on. 13 years ago this month. Fair enough, fair enough.
1: To be fair, I'll say three were passed on, And I'll say three.
0: That's so cheating. too. Go on then, surprise me.
1: Okay, the two passed on I've already named. The third one uh, will be the Buddha, the first Buddha. And uh, the living, the Lai Lama, of course, my lovely, naughty Crystal, my daughter. Oh,
0: yeah. She's a cheeky little miss.
1: Yes. I want to have a meal any day with her. And uh, people who absolutely will make a massive difference to me. Of course, family, anytime family. but
0: Come on, you got 10 seconds. Who's that third
1: living uh, person? Wait, wait, wait. You me this I'll try to think
0: which one that. <laughs> oh, Nadal. Yeah, Nadal. What would you ask him?
1: Where does he get uh, the drive to get to go for another French Open? It's up to 13 now. Where, how, What does he need to get that drive and that need to win again? Because a lot of people... You know, once you've done it and you've done it again and you've showed yourself, you know what? I've done it and everyone can see I've done it multiple times. The hunger goes away. Where does he get the hunger
0: to keep coming back? Mm-hmm. And does he think that it will ever end? What's the best compliment you've ever received?
1: The best compliment I've ever received... Oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, you've never received any compliments. Wow, <laughs> there
1: are plenty. And uh, Crystal told me l- l- that I was well dressed, And I felt genuineness in her statement, that, that I looked good. It came, like, just out of the blue, and I felt the genuineness in her voice.
0: You can really Cause... tell that you love your daughter, or you love... All your children. Oh
1: she's my weakness, all right. Now that you've asked that, I'll ask you, what's the best compliment you've
0: ever gotten? Um, okay, well I actually know the answer to this question. Best compliment I ever received was um someone that I'd barely known at the time telling me that they knew all the lyrics to one of my songs. And it just it meant, Oh, you've been listening, but also you know the lyrics. Like how how's that even possible? And um because it's something that I've made and crafted and has come from me, I just, I felt like the, the biggest person in the world. It just, it, I felt so good.
1: Yeah, that will feel good. That will really feel good.
0: Um, just to finish off, is there anything I should have asked that I haven't? Something cheeky or naughty or profound or incredibly dull? Just what's something that you wish I had have asked you?
1: Uh, where do I go? Or where do you go when you're sad? Or what do you do when your uh, things are not right? Okay,
0: you know? Andrew, answer your yes. question.
1: <laughs> I write. I write, and I write a lot of poems, and I listen to a couple of particular music. But I write a lot. And um, just on that note. I've come to realize a lot of people have mental issues and depression and mental health concerns. To a few days back, a few days back, I was having a chat with a friend who was a two year old, said at some point after the baby, they went to depression and a crazy depression for almost a year and a half and they're all just going to work. (laughs) That's all they did. That's where at least there was a little bit of fun. Whenever they were off duty, they didn't want to listen to anything. They didn't want anyone to call them. All the blinds were closed. They wanted to stay in darkness the whole day, as long as they were off duty. And, And that sounded very, very, very familiar to me. Because there are times you go to a dark place and you struggle and you're like, you can't think of anyone where you can release and talk about. So thank God I have the writing. So I do write. I write, I question this, I seek things, I listen to stuff. And then after I skip any concerns I have or at least I get some release. And recently I joined um this website that is called Hello Poetry. It's Except people I don't know all over the world write their own pieces. Could be a a four letter or four sentence poem or a long one, doesn't matter. Just write your truth and you move on a group of what other people are written. And it's a good thing I'm always on their writing.